Hi everyone, my name is Veronica and this is the Harfel podcast. Unfiltered, introspective and most importantly, honest discussions on topics ranging from mental health, life in your 20s, self-development and the human condition. If you enjoy my content, I'd love for you to review this podcast on either Spotify, Apple Podcasts or any other platform you might be listening from. Tune in and enjoy! Okay, here's the tea. This is going to be an episode devoted all to talking about careers, choosing what you want to do in life, the concept of labor as a whole, all things work-related. And paradoxically, this is all coming from a girl, me, who has never had a full-time job. I've only done summer internships, a single one to be precise, and I've had a hospitality, part-time job. And you know, I've done like gigs here and there, but I've never had a job where I had to show up every single day at a given time for like an extended period of time, excluding that internship, I suppose. And yet... It is sort of sad and surprising maybe how much I think about jobs and finding a job in the future and how how big of a percent of my brain it occupies given that I'm not even there yet. I'm not even like applying for jobs yet because I still have a master's to do and finding a full-time job is not something I yet had to do and yet I really really do think about it a lot um usually in negative terms unfortunately which I'm gonna obviously talk about um this is partially the reason why I wanted to talk it through because I feel like sometimes just recording an episode and sorting through my thoughts helps me compartmentalize. Yep, that's the word. My thoughts and feelings and sentiments regarding a certain topic and maybe have some people relate to it um, because I'm guessing if I've given this so much thought that there must be people who also have done the same. Um, Maybe it's not all of us, but some of us are certainly overthinkers and I don't know, for me, thinking about my future job is a cause of stress, in, especially in times where like I don't have other things going on. It's like the default stress area that my brain goes to when life is going okay, right? Because like you're always going to be stressing or worrying about something. Um, and, you know, when you actually have things going on, like exams at school or a relationship issue, like you're going to be thinking about that a lot. But if everything else is okay, then I'm just like catastrophizing the future, basically. Another reason why I've also just been thinking so much about this topic right now is that I'm in this crucial moment of deciding kind of not on my career path. That would be making it a bigger deal than it actually is, but like sort of narrowing down the direction I want to go into and especially that I'm considering redirecting and changing what I've been doing and studying something else that I have um, at undergrad. So that would send me down like a whole of different range of options that I'm not even sure I know that much about. Second reason is just that we spend so much of our waking time in our jobs, um, which I'm going to also talk about. But that's the reason I really am not able to just like brush it under the rug and just be like, oh, Veronica, don't worry about it. It's not that big of a deal because you know, oftentimes we do worry about things that are not that big of a deal. But in this case, I can't really make that argument for myself because unfortunately my future job is probably where I'm going to spend most of my waking time in. And like, that is quite a big deal. You know, I stress about spending a month somewhere, let alone 50 or 30 or how many years I'm going to be working for. I know I'm speaking in very grand terms, but isn't that what it boils down to? Like we do at the end of the day, spend so much of our time at work. And thirdly, and this may come as a bit of a surprise, but I think I just have a personal interest in the labor market, however that may sound, and what changes is it undergoing, like what is the nature of work, 
philosophy behind work and how the concept of labor is linked to all political systems. It's like something I'm really, really interested in. I haven't really read that much about it, but I had a module about that in university and I really enjoyed it and I'm quite interested in that. So also if you have any like interesting articles on that topic or books, I would really appreciate your recommendations. So I actually made a similar episode or covering a similar topic about two years ago. Um, it was called I Also Don't Dream of Labor. Um, it was around the time when a lot of videos with the same title were surfacing on YouTube and gaining a lot of attention. This was maybe the first time in my life where I actually gave employment an actual thought. It wasn't just like a hypothetical idea far, far into the future. And since then, I like thoughts about working in the future and what job am I going to have having like obviously reoccurring there's times I think about it more and less often but I think obviously two years down the line having graduated from university at least my bachelor's and being a lot more closer to actually um, being employed I think I have a much better grasp on things um, and new insights into the topic and I just wanted to share them with you basically and well spoiler alert there will be no concrete answers or conclusions in this episode i don't think i've cracked the code on this one yet <laughs> or will i ever had probably not but i just want to ramble on all the things that have been making me curious frustrated stressed interested angry and everything in between so i think it's gonna be an interesting one and then you know what i think people actually sometimes simplify things too much like i've heard job advice such as do what you love and money will follow you i don't think it's that simple i really don't think it's that simple and sure there may be examples where it does come true but i think for as many instances as this turns out to be correct there's also equal amount of those where this sentiment falls through and so making big important life decisions based on very simplified cliches is also not my cup of tea and that's why i'm like hesitant and straying away from giving you any concrete answers because i'm no guru in this topic as you will find out so i've divided this episode into several parts um, to make it more coherent and firstly i'm going to talk about deciding what you want to do in the future in terms of your career your profession i think some people are quite lucky in this regard because they know or maybe they think they know from a young age that they they want to follow a certain career for example being deciding you want to be a doctor at 16 and then just following all the necessary steps that are laid kind of in front of you to go down that path and i do want to say i don't think these people have it easy in terms of i don't know med school is takes a whole toll on you i have a lot of family members in medicine so i know it's not like a chill job to have but at the same time i am envious of people in a way who quote-unquote always knew what they wanted to do now obviously this might change later in their life thinking that you know what you want to do does not guarantee you loving that job for the rest of your life and being so fulfilled but it is some concrete grounds to start with and um i don't know i unfortunately has never that, that has never been a case for me um and i think actually we do put these people on a pedestal just like me, but I think that's minority of us. And a lot of people who do decide to go on to further education after high school, they just choose a degree kind of intuitively based either on their interests or maybe what their parents and the society tells them is good to do, especially if they have like no clue whatsoever what they want to do. And then they end up just falling into jobs kind of that they never really consciously sat down and decided on. I think it actually happens more often than we realize. And you know, that first job or that first profession that they quote-unquote fall into may turn out to be, you know, just a fit for them. 
but it also might as well be something they dislike and then after they realize that it's up to them to decide whether they redirect and seek something else something new something more suited to them or they stick it out in whatever crap job they have or a job that they just don't enjoy um and persevere let's say as i said for some people that may be the first job they land that they're happy with and find fulfillment in and for some people that may be the second third or fifth or seventh one like i think this is a big myth and there's a lot of stigma around knowing what to do and i think a lot of us feel a bit embarrassed or ashamed for not having that um because it is hard it is more difficult to decide or to even look for a job when you're not that specialized in any particular um, domain or you don't have only one concrete interest that you want to pursue full-time you have a lot more options on one hand but on the other you may end up not liking a lot of them right um, so I think it is important to realize that there is this stigma and to peel away that layer in a way and just like not put that extra pressure on yourself and not feel like not knowing what you want to do is a bad thing in terms of who, what kind of person you are because yes it is more difficult and you may wish you had a more focused idea on what you want to do but it's not a reason to dislike yourself it's not a reason to blame yourself because I think it's just like Russian roulette with who has a greater idea about this and who doesn't if that makes sense that's just my personal opinion also another point to kind of defend all of us who you know don't know what they want to do with life I think they're the majority of us don't even know about many jobs that exist in the labor market and so how could we know that we want to do them like I'm just finding out about jobs that are called, I don't know, like project manager, product designer, account manager. You know, a lot of them involve like the word manager or assistant or director. Um, and I know it's a lot of like corporate bullshit, but you know, like how can I possibly know that I'm going to enjoy a job like this? And so in a way, it's comforting to think about the fact that we may just fall into a job that we like. Like it's possible. You, this is something that maybe you're not going to think your way out of. I'm beginning to realize or I'm thinking it's probably my case because guys, I've spent a lot of time thinking about what I want to do. Like it's, I'm doing my research. I'm being diligent about it. I'm not like neglecting this topic and just avoiding doing any research. I am sitting on LinkedIn for hours and hours and like browsing through master programs, browsing through people's profiles, being a little stalker and seeing like what careers they go down from each um, profile and and reading about job descriptions. And yet, I am not arriving at any concrete answers. And I think, in my case, it's going to be pretty impossible to do so until I actually land my first job, whatever that may be. And moreover, I want to say, it's said nowadays, I don't know what specific source this is from, but I've heard it a bunch of times, and I'm sure you have too. The people our age who are entering the workforce now will go through like I don't know seven different jobs or positions in their life or something like that like it's a bit of an imagined number but I but I think it rings true so you know the whole concept of deciding once and for all about what you want to do is it even a relevant thing and again obviously I'm making a case for majority of us but not all of us because yes there will be jobs such as a surgeon or a lawyer who maybe they'll have, they'll end up having the same job for the whole of their life or a researcher. But you know what, actually, like now that I think about it, even lawyer, like have you, have you guys ever watched Eve Cornwell on YouTube? She's not really posting anymore, but she used to be this big study tube girly who um, studied law for so many years and did, did these all internships and apprenticeships and 
she was so focused on being a lawyer and then and then out of a sudden she posts a video about her going into tech and her just like abandoning law so you know you might have looked at her five years ago and been like oh my god she knows what she wants to do i wish i was like her and then just as she started working full-time two years and she's changed her job completely and i remember that video it's actually a great video if you want to watch it about her talking about her career change it's been posted on her channel like maybe two years ago but it gave me a lot of reassurance it made me less embarrassed about not knowing what i want to do or just having the comfort of knowing that you really can redirect pretty drastically like law and tech are not the first thing that comes to my mind as a pair obviously it probably would have been difficult to redirect from a lawyer to a nurse or a dentist but you know medicine is its own separate topic and i think you probably know whether you want to or do not want to do it um so there's lower chances of that but within the corporate world i think you really there's a lot of soft skills involved that can be transferable from one job to another and like and only a small percent of job specific skills are something that you're going to have to relearn when you enter a new career um that's just my personal opinion <laughs> again based on little like, actual experience but a lot of things i've heard picked up from whether that's podcasts or books or articles online and you know what i'm not even gonna try to get into the whole ai topic and how tech changes are gonna influence our job market and available jobs and simply because i a, I just don't know enough about that. And I think B, there's like a lot of speculation, especially negative ones, like, oh, it's all doom and gloom that, you know, robots will take our jobs. I think it's never going to be that simple. And even if they do, if the political system was kind of better organized, then maybe we could have had, you know, we could have robots taking the jobs that we don't want to do and doing all the tasks that we, you know, kind of waste our time doing and are just plain boring administrative tasks and in that time we can have more leisure or more time with our loved ones or more time spent with our communities like wouldn't that be a great shift so so i think there's no point of getting into ai um, i'm sure there's like plenty plenty of podcast episodes about that if you're interested now i also got a question about master's degree something i kind of already touched upon here and there um i think the person specifically asked about the relevance of a master's degree and constantly switching between should i do it should i not do it um now that my answer is going to come across a little bit hypocritical i think um obviously the answer to that question depends very much on your circumstances and the position that you want to have in the future the kind of job you want to have um but i think the general labor market trend would point towards it being less and less common to have a master's degree and for job ads to require a master's degree. Now, again, it varies from country to country. I think, for example, in Poland, where I'm from, it's still much more common to require a master's degree for a job. Not that I've checked any actual job advertisements in Poland, but everyone does five years of uni. No one really stops after a bachelor's. Well, some people do, but again, majority. Whereas in the UK, it's kind of flipped. So many people don't do a master's degree. Well, firstly, because it's just so expensive, like ridiculously so for a lot of degrees. Um, But secondly, a lot of jobs, just you don't need it for it. And so why would you spend another year of your life and invest a lot of money into um, pursuing a master's degree that is not even going to be useful? That being said, master's degree definitely have their space in academia and in the labor market and um it's probably a useful thing to do 
if you want to specialize in something, if you're very passionate about something and genuinely want to learn more about it, or if you're privileged enough and you can afford it, you can do a master's, like a one-year master's, just for the pure pleasure of learning about something. But I think that's like a smaller portion of people who can, who get that privilege. And also when it comes to a master's, I would say, remember that you can always do it later in life. Um, you can do two master degrees. You, you can do one master degree now and another one in 10 years if you change your mind about a career path. Um, this is something I think my parents really, really ingrained in me. Like they were always so keen on me just getting the kind of education I want and deserve and not being so set on like having to get it out of the way right away and like just having this one thing I'm specialized in and not learning about anything else there. When I was recently talking to them about, um, like me being hesitant between a couple of degrees, they were just saying like, you can do one now and you can do another one in a year. Now, this is not something I really want to do. I am quite keen on gaining some financial independence and actually like starting a life on my own and like working and getting some job experience. And who knows, maybe I'll do another master's after that. But for now, it's not something I'm thinking about that far ahead. But what I'm trying to make a point out of here is it's not that simple of an answer and whatever you decide on doing remember that you can always go back it's not like deciding once and for all so if you feel like a bit hesitant about it and you don't know if it's the right thing for you then I'd say maybe just get some job experience and then you can quit off your job after a year and do a master's then right like that's possible now I said it's going to be a bit hypocritical because I am saying I want to do a master's degree and I don't think there is one particular thing I want to specialize in or know that I for sure require a master's for but the thing with me is a I'm not done with learning like I just love being a student too much and I feel like there's a lot more things I want to learn about and b as I mentioned I think I do want to redirect myself a little bit and so it would be difficult to find a job in a completely different sector without having any background in it because my background is in economics so say if I want to do something else like there's not that crazy lot of things that I can do that are not econ-related, having had that education, right? So for me, a master's is an opportunity to learn about topics I've never had before. It's kind of like a mini bachelor. Obviously, a master's degree is different, but that's what I perceive it for myself as. Like, my degree was always very pure econ-oriented, and I didn't really get a chance to learn a lot about, I don't know, like business, data science, tech, marketing, media, communications. Like, I know it's a lot of topics, and you can't be you can't know about them all but there's a lot more things that I'm curious about and I want to give myself the chance to learn about them and gain some useful skills for other jobs. Another big topic related to jobs I want to talk about is when choosing a career should you follow your passion and what is the place and is there even a space for passion in the kind of job you have? That's always been like an ongoing discussion and I think there's Again, no concrete answer because some people will tell you the best thing you can do when choosing a job is just do something that you're passionate about. Make your passion your job. And others will say the opposite, that, that you know, attaching monetary outcomes to your passion ruins the genuine interest you may have in it. And it's just better to leave it like organic with no attachment to that. Because, for example, they've had negative experiences with this in their personal past. I definitely see both sides of the coin as in, again, as I said, for example, if you're an artist. I think oftentimes when artists try to make art or creative pursuits their full-time career, they, they that can lead to burnout, or that can lead to them losing their sincere passion to do art in their free time. Um, but there's also, I don't know, examples of chefs, of people who love to cook and who 
um, just cannot imagine doing anything else than cooking for other people as their main, the main thing they do in life. And that really, really fulfills them. So, you know, take from that what you will. But I do want to say that not everything that you love doing needs to be monetized. I just gave an example of cooking as being the thing that like people want to do. But for me, I think cooking is something that I love with fierce passion. I'm only gotten more and more interested in it and food's place in culture as well. But I just don't see myself working as a chef, working as a full-time baker. I think it would... A, I think I like the talent, first of all. I think I'm a good cook, but I don't think I'm amazing or can compete with what people are making now in their kitchens. And so I have no issue with leaving it at that, leaving cooking as just like a side thing for me or not even a side thing as in like side source of income because I'm not earning any money for cooking, but just like my thing, my personal thing that I do in my free time that I love doing and that I have no interest in monetizing. I mean, you know, you never know what's going to happen in the future. And I actually don't think it would be such a horrible idea to like, I don't know, do part-time catering or maybe from time to time do like an order for someone. Um, That would actually be really nice. But full-time cooking? No, thank you. I don't think that's a thing. And it's funny because like now that I've really gotten into cooking and I've been telling people about it, the first thing that they tell me instead of being like, oh, that's so great. Like, I don't know, whatever else they want to say. A lot of people's reaction is right away, oh, like, don't you want to be a chef then? Do you want to, like, work in a bakery or work in a restaurant? Like, not everything is about jobs, guys. And also, I think that not that many passions can be turned into jobs. Let's take random examples. Like, people love doing knitting or gaming, jogging, surfing, traveling. Like, these are people's hobbies, right? And I think it would be very, very hard to, not impossible, but difficult, to turn a lot of these things into, like, full-time, lifelong careers, like knitting, are you going to be needing sweaters for the rest of your life? I'm not saying in, in in any derogatory terms, just saying that like, is this a passion big enough that you want to do it for the rest of your life? Or surfing, like just because you love surfing doesn't need, mean you need to be a surfing instructor um, as a full-time career, right? Although that is obviously an option and I'm not wanting you to close any doors if that's something you're genuinely interested in. But that being said, because I feel like I just went on a whole ramble about bashing the idea of your passion being your job, I think we absolutely do owe it to ourselves to, well, obviously not settle for a job that we hate and do our best to try and find a thing that is going to suit our lifestyle, our personality and our interests and expectations when it comes to a job. You know, assuming that you go down the typical path of being employed by somebody from the ages of like 22 to 25, like your early 20s until you're 60 or 65, depending on, you know, politics and the country you're in. You're looking at like 35 to 40 years of doing that thing or being in that industry. Again, you can change jobs, jobs, but let's assume you stay within one realm and you don't job hop from one completely different thing to another. And I'm not saying this, these statistics to stress you out, but to give you and myself actually some encouragement in taking longer to decide and not following the path that the society or your parents expect you to. Just because, as I said, this choice is quite a crucial one and it's going to affect you more than anyone else in your life, more than the society and more than your parents and more than your grandparents or your siblings. You're going to be the one bearing the consequences of your choices and you're going to be the one spending all that time in your job. And there was actually another question on Instagram about this, asking me to discuss the concept of 
a job is only a job whereas you know like you don't need to do anything that you care about in your job because it's you know just something that you need to do in order to earn money and live your life now i also understand that narrative and it's sort of aligned with what i talked about not having to make your passion your job and that person who asked that question also said they find it a bit unrealistic because we do spend so much of our time in our jobs and so like that kind of that argument doesn't really apply and i have to agree this is what i talked about i think we should be interested in our jobs we should care about our jobs even if it's not something we absolutely love to do even if if it's not something we're crazy passionate about like there's a range from hate to passion and i think selling somewhere maybe not in the middle but like closer to the love side but not necessarily being totally obsessed with your job is a completely fine place to find yourself in but on the flip side again doing something you're completely indifferent about for 40 years that is just soul sucking to me like i just cannot imagine that being my reality and i would just find any way to do something else with my time even if that probably meant forgoing some portion of like the income so what i'm trying to say is that unless you belong to the small group of lucky i guess people who get to reach absolute fulfillment in their career and they genuinely love what they do i think it's much more realistic and simply compassionate towards yourself to strive for like a middle ground between a job that's in demand and that will enable you enable you the lifestyle you desire you know through the income you earn and a job that will make use of your specific skills as well because as humans we just like to feel useful and we like to feel like we're doing a good job it's if you read about it it's also a big component of job satisfaction just feeling like what you can offer is being taken on and made use of in your workplace um but also something that is of interest to you that is also very crucial because otherwise you're just doing a job even if you're great at it again you're just going to fall into that indifference that is quite numbing to be fair i personally think i'm the kind of person who has an unusually high ability to motivate myself to do a thing that i'm not passionate about so i feel like i am more prone to just doing and carrying on doing something that i am not that interested in for a while and that you know could be a pro and a con like i'm pr- probably quite adjustable and flexible like if i had to do a corporate job i probably could but on the other hand i have a genuine longing to to want to do my job like i want to be excited to go into the workplace i know it's like a it's like a high ambition to strive towards and not a lot of people have the privilege to have that or not a lot of people maybe give enough thought to what they want to do to reach that place and i'm being realistic i know it's probably not going to happen with my first job but it is a place and it is a feeling that i want to strive towards in regards to what i'm doing with my life career wise at the end of the day you enjoy your life if you enjoy your day and majority of your days are going to look very similar you're going to do the same things in the morning and the same things at your job and the same things in the evening and so if you think about it that way who cares that your title or your job position sounds fancy on paper and your parents are proud of you if your day makes you miserable it really is that simple in a way like if the tasks that you have here in your in your job make you unhappy or don't bring you any satisfaction and you keep on repeating them day after day after day for months and years you're not going to be a very happy person i think it's going to be very difficult for you to to be happy within that i know i'm probably stating the obvious and uh, making it sound as if it's revolutionary but i think it's great to get those reminders from time to time because i think 
amongst all the uncertainty on the labor market and about the future and what's going to happen and financial concerns, um, it's easy to forgo our own fulfillment and interests in pursuit of money or status or whatever that may be. And that has its place in time. And I'm not, again, trying to disregard it completely, but I'm just saying we really do owe it to ourselves. And then there was actually a question about this that I think I just kind of answered, maybe about working towards somebody else's dreams instead of your own. Like, yes, it will have its benefits in terms of gaining societal acceptance or, as I said, maybe your parents being proud of you or not having to really explain yourself to people. Because if you have a really straightforward path, if you do something that's socially considered reputable, then people are just going to clap their hands and be nodding at what you say and be saying, that's really impressive, you're really smart. But how much satisfaction are you generally getting out of it versus how much dissatisfaction I'm assuming you're having and experiencing from doing that job that you don't really enjoy, that is not your dream. You cannot live your life for somebody else. It's really not fulfilling. And it's much more scary to live life on your own and make your own decisions because you can't blame anyone for making mistakes if you happen to do so. But at the same time, it's a lot more fulfilling in times when it works out. Like that I can guarantee because it applies not only to choosing the right job, but also a lot of different areas of life. There's just one other question I want to touch upon that I wasn't sure where to place in this episode. Um, and it's about having a lot of interests, but them not being sort of correlated or maybe they're not being like a certain one career path that encompasses all those interests and the person who asked the question gave examples of like art philosophy etc etc so i'm assuming maybe like softer more artsy social sciences well first of all i think job market is not that simple and there's not just like jobs like philosopher or artist or this and that like a lot of jobs fall within like the i guess interdisciplinary category like you can so combine for example like business and creative pursuits you can so combine tech and law actually I, I i know i said it's like sort of seems unrelated but they're absolutely you could be working on like an app for lawyers right um i think that is what eve cornwell literally does and also taking a step back and actually considering your master's or your undergrad even there's so many interdisciplinary courses nowadays and i this is something that is definitely more applicable to me i don't think there is one specific thing i want to be doing um, or I'm only solely interested in that thing, because I think if there has been, I would have realized by now. But whenever I sort through all these like master catalogs, I just find myself constantly being drawn to the most interdisciplinary ones where I can learn about a variety of subjects that are linked, but that are not just this one thing. Even in economics, I always liked, for example, behavioral economics, which is a combination of psychology and economics. And I think it's a lot more people, because people are just not that simple. We do... We have interests in a multitude of different things. But I also do want to say that you have to consider all these hobbies that you have and consider which one of them you do actually want to get professionally involved in or intertwined with, with, you know what I'm saying? Because as I said, we do have plenty of hobbies and I can probably list 10, but there's maybe like three or two that I am actually considering or wanting to bring into my job, if that makes sense. For example reading and literature some people study literature and pursue that full-time I for example have no interest of bringing that into my job I mean if it would be a part of it randomly then great but like I am happy to just leave it as it is and have literature or philosophy be just my like side interest that has no connotations to my jobs whatsoever so I hope that 
answers your question a little bit more. And the next question that will sort of lead to a whole different part of this episode is about making a change with your job. The question I believe was, do you sometimes feel the pressure to make a difference within your career? Well, obviously, since we spend so much time, as I said, in our jobs, a lot of people would love to feel like they're making the world a better place through their labor um, and through all that time and effort they put in into it. Having a sense of purpose in your job also definitely gives you a lot of personal motivation to actually show up and put in the work, maybe on days or weeks where you don't really feel like it because you know you're working towards something bigger. So as I said, it's a great thing. And a lot of people, for them, it will be maybe the most important um, aspect or criteria by which they will rate their potential careers. But again, I do want to be objective and make a different point. First of all, a lot of people may not want to even be so personally involved in a job that they do. Let's think of therapists and social workers. They're great people and they do something great for society. Um, but I think a lot of us, even if we were interested in those topics, we wouldn't be able to handle that mentally and emotionally. Like it would just be simply too much for us to handle. And you have to realize that everyone will have a different threshold for this. Like I have a friend who last summer went to volunteer in Ukraine while the war was still going on there. And I was really impressed by it. And I was kind of comparing myself to it in terms of my level of altruism, which is sounds a bit silly, but again, like I just don't think I ever had would have the capacity in me to do such a thing and yet she had that and that is not to say like any is better than the other it's just that we have to realize that we're different people and none of us not all of us will be able to do all the same things right another thing is that these social impact jobs I feel like they're a bit harder to find and often because as I said a lot of people actually do care about making a change they're very competitive for example, you know, working for a nonprofit or working for the UN, I feel like, I don't know, for some reason, and I don't know how much correlation that has to read the real world, but I feel like they're very competitive jobs and a lot of people go after them. And it's not that easy to find your footing in that area, let's say, even though it's obviously possible and I don't want to discourage you if that's something you genuinely want to do. And lastly, I think you have to realize that you're not obliged to change lives with, within your job or by whatever it is that you're doing. And you shouldn't feel bad about this. This is not to excuse you from being a good, decent human being. I'm just saying your job is not your whole life. And there's so many other things and ways in which you can get involved in making difference in the world um, that may be more suited to you. You know, from volunteering in your spare time to donating money. For example, let's say you have a job that is taking up most of your time. You're working a very high level job, high paying job. Maybe the most impactful thing you can do is donating your money because you don't really have time to volunteer. That's also great, you know? Even going to like simpler things like trying to work on yourself to be a better daughter, a better neighbor, better member of your community, a father, mother, whatever that may be, you know? These are also ways in which we're changing the world. And it's very small and it may seem insignificant compared to being a climate activist. But there's no comparing here. Like any good thing that you do for the world and others will count towards something. And I also think that all jobs fall within a wide spectrum from jobs that are actually harmful to others slash animals slash environment. Like, I don't know, working in a coal plant or being a butcher or working for companies that contribute to destruction of our environment like Shein. I just personally could never work in Shein because of ethics. Um, Even if fashion would be something I would be interested in, I'm totally hypothesizing, but, you know, I'm making a point to, I think a lot of jobs, unfortunately, are like relatively meaningless 
on the social impact scale, not saying meaningless overall, but just maybe they just they just don't change much, like advertisement or finance jobs maybe finance jobs are actually <laughs> closer to the negative side of things but you know a lot of jobs like they don't change lives and that's completely okay to you know jobs like being a baker or maybe being a musician where maybe again you're not like fixing all the humanitarian issues there are but you're bringing pleasure into people's life you're making their day maybe all the way to obviously like politicians who do great things or climate activists and the Greta Thunbergs of this world and Again, there's place for all people in all of those places, except maybe the left range of the scale, the evil jobs. So I would say, like, as long as you stay away from the first group of jobs and you do all the other ones, it's it, it should be fine. Like, just find your medium. And as I said, we need to put more emphasis on redefining what making a difference even ma- means because it it's not always, or it's usually actually not the big thing. Even if you have a boring corporate job, I'm sure there's like a ways of getting more involved. For example, joining the events teams or advocating for a change within the system, uh, solving some problems, help helping your colleagues. It's all doing something good outside of yourself. And that should grant you that level of fulfillment that doesn't need to come just from the fact that you're working for a nonprofit, right? I just had to take a little break to stretch and fold my sourdough dough. <laughs> because I'm making bread, but coming back. Another thing I want to talk about is how, unfortunately, not all jobs are made equal according to society's judgment. And it's quite obvious um, that certain fields are considered as much more prestigious and are generally just much better regarded than others. And I think not that many people realize just how linked this and everything else in our society is to capitalism and patriarchy because if you think about it in basic terms the most quote-unquote prestigious jobs are those that are first of all well-paid capitalism the cult of money because we obviously respect money very much so so if you're earning big bags whatever it is that you're doing you're probably a respectable person and b career fields that are largely male dominating think about politics computer science law medicine on the flip side creative crafty jobs or jobs involving service towards others and care for example being a nurse being a writer gardener even a barista or a waiter someone who um, serves other people in a way they tend to be considered as less than as less ambitious or worthy of aspiring towards you know like if you tell people you have the ambitions of becoming either of these listed careers obviously depending on who you're dealing with but it's likely to not sound as impressive as if you said i want to be a doctor i want to be um the next president and i feel like this is one of the most devious lies and social constructs that result from capitalism because so many people simply do not feel like they fit this small range of prestigious jobs and another group of people will end up doing them only because it's expected of them only because they feel like they're gonna sound impressive as i said even if they completely hate them and have no interest in them whatsoever on the other hand, if you choose to do a job that is not as highly regarded as, you know, any of the jobs that I mentioned or whatever that other thing may be, you may find more fulfillment in it, but you do have to then bear the self-esteem or societal repercussions, let's say. And everyone will have, again, a different threshold for this. There's people who completely don't care and they're going to follow their passion or whatever that thing is that interests them and they just don't give a fuck about people saying that oh, it's not great to work in a museum. But there's other people for whom 
societal opinion or the opinion of the people in their circles is so important that it just terrifies them to not be a well-regarded person and it may f- come with a lot more fear and anxiety choosing that kind of less standard or ambitious career. I think actually the overwhelming majority of us and especially those more sensitive people, nature lovers, creatives, we do not dream of corporate environments. Like it's something that even if we do, it's not in our nature in that, if that makes sense. I don't know if this is a whole different discussion if it's in anyone's nature, but even if you're lucky enough to aspire for a job that's widely accepted and praised, you're not guaranteed professional fulfillment and satisfaction from that. For example, my dad has always wanted to be a doctor and he is one. And yet, even though he loves his job in a way, like does the thing that he feels like he's amazing at and is helping people and has such great impact on their lives, I can see the flip side of it all. And I can see that there's so much professional burnout and emotional um, burden on him through having that serious of a job, let's say, or that job with that big of an impact, even though it's like a very well-regarded um, profession, let's say. So nothing is black and white. No person is excluded from being a victim of the system, if that makes sense, right? Whatever you do, you're going to end up with some consequences or some downside to your choices, whatever you end up doing. My current struggle with this is that despite having my parents' support and being very blessed in that regard, like they really are not pushing me to do anything in particular. They're just wanting me to make my decision that's going to satisfy me. I still struggle to kind of choose a less quote-unquote ambitious career because for most of my life, so much of my identity was intertwined in studying something that people were impressed to hear about of knowing that I'm probably going to do a job that is very well regarded and even though I wasn't crazy passionate about it and I always knew that my dream job would be far from this it brought me a sense of fulfillment however superficial it made me feel you know just accepted by society because I was doing something they knew was decent and um, I'm gonna have a good pay from and again there is no perfect solution or answer to this but you do have to ask yourself what's more important to you getting praised by people and having them nod whenever you mention what you do or genuinely doing something you're more aligned with and something that's on that day-to-day basis I already talked about is gonna just make you more happy more fulfilled I talk about this a lot with my friend who's also sort of in a gap year and she's also making decision about her future career slash master's program and she said this thing that I really really resonated with me and she said that we owe it to ourselves to give our dreams and our ambitions of whatever that maybe more uncertain career may be a try and just see whether we can maybe land a job there or whether we can sustain a lifestyle from that job and you know this corporate well-praised well-paid job that is always going to be there and it's always going to be waiting for us I know it's not that simple like obviously so people may get ahead of you but like I feel like it's not that crazy hard to get a just like a decent corporate job. I'm not talking about the most prestigious, biggest, well, best paying firms, because yes, I'm sure the competition is fierce there, but like just your average good old comfy corporate corporate job, I feel like that's, you can just do that later if that first thing you want to do, your plan A doesn't work out, but you know, maybe dare and be brave enough to give your plan A a try at all because I think a lot of people don't even do that because of fear. They just assume they're not going to be able to, again, like sustain themselves financially or support themselves or 
um, find that job. Like there's so many limiting beliefs involved in that. And I'm speaking from nothing else but experience. Like I am full of limiting beliefs when it comes to um, choosing a career. And I'm slowly working on on learning them because there's so many layers to them I'm realizing. Um, But it takes time and I'm trying to be patient with myself. I also think we do make it bigger in our head than it actually is like the whole societal expectations thing. I think people in our lives who care about us genuinely for the kind of person we are, they don't care whether we're a baker or a corporate lawyer. Like they want us to be happy and they're not going to care about our CV. And if they do, they're probably, they shouldn't be in your life. They shouldn't have them that close to you because they don't genuinely care about you. They just care about the kind of person, the kind of job you do, right? And I do want to bring up a happy tale of this man I met in Thailand. So I was um, writing in my journal, actually scripting a podcast episode um, in some cafe in Thailand. And then this guy starts chatting up to me because he sat on my table and he was like an older man, maybe in his like 60s, 70s. And we started talking about um, universities or something and um, what I was studying at university and what he did. And he told me that he studied physics at oxford or cambridge i don't remember so you know probably as prestigious and well regarded as it gets and then he said he spent most of his life working in forestry and agriculture and for 20 past years he's owned a cafe in thailand with his thai wife and he just lives happily there just serving coffee to people in some tourist destination and how beautiful is that like i was just really genuinely touched by his story and you clearly could see that thing he chose brought him a lot more fulfillment and peace in his life than doing probably I don't know research or academia or something that society would deem as more acceptable when it comes to money I think again a very difficult topic you can say so much about it but at the end of the day again everyone has to find their happy medium apparently this is the answer I give to every question I get um because it's not as easy as saying that money isn't important obviously I think that's a very privileged and ignorant thing to say because money is important we need money to survive in this society. But on the other hand, you know, a lot of people are very money obsessed and it's all they're aiming for in life. Only to then realize it, you know, the big house, the picket fence, the nice fast car, the cool clothes, they don't bring them the kind of satisfaction they hoped for. It's a road that so many people go down um, and they only realize that it wasn't fulfilling all along and they put all this time, energy and effort into something they never really cared about, only to not even care about the money that they earned. I think... It happens more often than not. Again, finding that happy medium of yours requires deeper digging and questioning the kind of life you want to have, the kind of things that matter to you. And also your preconceived notions are of what a good life is because a lot of us are socialized and brought up in a way to, for example, think that home ownership is necessary for a good life. And you know, the freaking property market is crazy right now. A lot of people just cannot afford houses even with good paying, decent jobs. And we have to adjust to all of that and actually ask us and actually ask ourselves whether do we need a car in the future? Do we want to have this huge house or are we more happy living in a smaller space? Maybe not in the middle of a city because that's obviously going to be more expensive. Like just questioning all these things and actually seeing in what kind of environment you thrive the most. Maybe it's really as simple as knowing that I would be happy living on a farm. I don't know that and I'm definitely far from making that decision about the rest of my life, but I have a devious feeling that if I ended up doing that for the rest of my life, I might be just as happy as I would working my ass off and living in like a cool European city or maybe even happier because I would be more at peace and had less less stress in my life. But you know, you don't know unless you give it a try, right? 
I'm gonna have to skip the last part of this episode that I intended to talk about um, that was more about the notion of work as a whole talking about nine to fives and why a lot of people you know that's not something that they want to do four day work week all of those things um and the changes that have happened to our labor market post-covid especially uh i think it's a very again interesting topic something i like to read about in my spare time it gives me a lot of hope because i feel like the general changes that are happening on labor markets are they're, they're sort of shifting the power balance towards employees rather than employers and people are allowed to make more requests and demands in their work and work is becoming more flexible yada yada yada, all those things but i don't want to just quickly brush over all those things as i just had so i'm gonna leave it for maybe another episode or if you want me to make a whole episode devoted to that also let me know i'm gonna wrap it up here check on my bread again um fred again bread again (laughs) sorry that was a stupid joke that was a really interesting discussion i clearly have a lot to say and it makes me very passionate talking about this So yeah, I hope there was some value you found there and maybe some new interesting perspectives you gained or got to hear about. And you can always chat with me more on my podcast Instagram, which is at HarfaPod. And I will talk to you very soon. Bye.